The Walk to End Alzheimer's is the world's largest event to raise awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. And I got to tell you, I went to one of their events lately. We are so close to turning a corner on this disease. Get involved in the walk. This fall, we're walking in Atlanta on November 4th at the Battery at Truist Park, and we would love it if you would join us. And if you are not in Georgia, there are events in your community too. To register and get involved with the walk near you, head to allalz.org org slash walk today. Join the walk to end Alzheimer's and help us make a brighter future for all those affected by Alzheimer's. And you never know, guys, one day it could be us if that's not us today. Make a difference today at alz.org slash walk. This is your first episode of The Upside. Welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, October 17th. We are recording this at 1022 Studios at Industrious. Also, where we recorded yesterday's show, but I forgot to say it. Oh, you did? I did. I didn't. It was one of those things where I listened to the beginning of our show kind of halfway listening, and I couldn't remember if you said it or not. I was like, did Jeff forget to say studios? And then I was like, I don't know, but I was already into the show, so I didn't want to like go back and rewind, but yeah. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for changing a changing perspective, a different point of view. Ooh, what's oh, up, Captain Upside? Well, I'm just sitting in a different seat, and I've I've never You're a literal point of view. <laughs> yeah, I've never looked at the studio from this point of view before. How does it look? Really cool. Yeah, it's really cool because you I can see the artwork, which is normally behind me. Yeah, and then in our corner we have kind of a just a pile of equipment, so lights. There's a ring light, there's a couple of cameras, and there's a, a plant in the corner. And I never get to see that because that's normally over my shoulder. And this is a really neat room. It's very neat. And we get our pictures back sometime today before the oh, end we of do? the day. Yeah, I talked to the photographer. Um, I, did I mention that we had a photo shoot? Did I mention that on the show or was that just on Instagram? I think you mentioned it. Yeah, um, we had this this space shot, uh, and it was with a, this guy who does. A what did you call? Oh, a space this, shot. We had this space shot at our yeah. recording studio, um, so we can put it on Google Business and and our website and all these things. And this photographer that I talked into working with us is like a big deal. You know, his clients are like Mercedes and like how did you find Porsche him? and. Um, one of my girlfriends owns a media company, and I asked her because she also works with like some real estate agents and stuff like that. And I've worked with amazing photographers that shoot like pictures of people. Yeah, but I feel like a space is a different thing. Yeah. Um. So she recommended him, and I was like, "Hi, I know that you work with Coca Cola and Mercedes Benz, but how'd you like to work with Ten Twenty Two? Um. And he and I hit it off. So. Luckily, he said yes, but we get those photos today. I'm very excited. I can't wait to see them. Should, shouldn't we um, have some posed with people in here, too? Kind of um, stock photo-esque? Yeah, he actually said that. And it was funny because I said to him, yes, I think that you're right. However, Jeff is on a diet and I'm pregnant. And I don't think either one of us love the way we look right now. So um, let's just not. But it doesn't have to be us. Well, I know, but then we have to like pay somebody to be in the photos and, you know. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should find very good looking people. <laughs> I think that should. But you know what? Here's why I kind of wanted it to be us. You and I have been podcasting for five years. We do not have one, one professional photo of us podcasting. That's true. 
Not a single one. How we've managed to get away with that up until this point is amazing. But I think one of our selling points should be this podcast studio Makes will, you pretty. will make you beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think we should have a, a girl in a bikini top mm-hmm. and a dude, like an Amber Crombie dude yeah. with no shirt on. But not acknowledging the fact that they're wearing swimwear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just saying, oh, just look. Just to get people to come to the website and go, what? If I come in there and record a podcast... I too will have a bikini body. Yeah. And ri- and abs. That'll that be our promotion a- for next summer or next spring. Get get into beach shape. Do a at show here studios. and watch your ratings rise and your abs get hard. <laughs> uh, my name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful that I was cold outside. Yesterday, today, I mean, we're follows here. No more fake fall, I don't think. And I was so excited because I put on a big sweater and I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to be sweating. And guess what? I wasn't sweating. I felt the cold breeze on my face and I said, <sighs> Something you said yesterday made me realize that we, ha- it was a wake up call. What you said was a wake up call. Also, it is a mission. For you and I and every every human being who has a family. Okay. The mission what you said was um apparently Ellie said to you, You're not my friend right now, or something along those lines. Yeah. She said, Mommy, you're not my friend. Like she said she said, Go away, you're not my friend. And I was I was like, what? In the moment. And then I. <laughs> Things not to say to a person with crazy hormones. Well, and I, I said to her later, I said, where did you hear that? She didn't tell me. But I was like, hey, you know, we don't really, we don't say that to people. Right. Because it hurts people's feelings. But but the world, like it or not, is going to be filled with negative things. Yes. Somebody is going to tell Ellie. You and I can't. Somebody's going to say you're not invited to my birthday and it's going to hurt her feelings. And you and I can't wrap our head around why anybody would not include Ellie, why she wouldn't be riding into any party on the back of a white horse. Right. You know? Yeah. But it's going to have somebody is going to tell Ellie you're not my friend and they're going to mean it. They're going to. But there are people who are not going to like Ellie. I know. I can't even wrap my head around it. I understand why people don't like me. I, I understand th- why people don't like me. I don't think I'm likable. So when somebody's like, I don't really care for Jeff Dollar, I think I agree with you. <laughs> but if you said, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Something about Ellie rubs me the wrong way. Don't like her. I In my head, I can't. What? You're crazy. You need to go check yourself in to a mental hospital and fix that because <laughs> she's flawless. But I know the reality is that's not true. Right, right. Our mission not only as parents, but to to everyone, the world is filled with that with with reality, with negative reality, mm-hmm. but also imagine negative stuff. Just just kids who say things to hurt other people's feelings. Yeah. Coworkers who are who are bullies or mean or you know uh, crap talkers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll, they, the it whole, exists. The whole world. So I think our job. Is to refill the good vibes tank that naturally will be emptied. It will be depleted in some form Mm -hmm. 
during the day. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be by somebody saying you're not my friend anymore. It could also be just from having somebody cut in front of you at the gas station and be like, hey, wait a minute. I've been in line for two. How, you know, or like being crappy in traffic or whatever it might be. There's going to be negative stuff that comes at you. And our job is to refill the tank of everyone that we live with and not contribute more to that negativity. Mm. And and when it's to me as a person who I love some data and I love the thought of a mission and a goal and an accomplish, you know, a thing, it's one thing to say, oh, be grateful every day. Oh, think of the upside. Oh, be positive. Oh, good vibes only, you know, positive energy or whatever. Yeah. But when you look at it, when I think of it like a fuel tank and you or Ellie or whoever goes out into the world, you have to acknowledge that the majority of the – that a good part of the world is going to take from that tank. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. If you go to – if you, if you go to, to, to uh, you know, wherever oh, – Disney. Disney's on my mind. that you, There's going to be a lot of happiness and it's going to be filled up. But most people – you don't have Disney every day. Yeah. So – the majority of of the transactions are going to be giving are, are going to be filling up the negative tank and giving away the positivity. So when you come back into the house, it should be everybody's job to refill the positive tank. I like that. Thanks. Um, okay, we have something very exciting that happened yesterday, and that is the launch of our seven. Well, the trailer launch of our seventeenth ten twenty two projects podcast. Um, and it's called HR Besties. And when I tell you this show is, first of all, it's it's very unique. Yeah. And it's funny and it's witty. And the women, there's three female hosts that but, are all TikTok influencers. But you'll learn from it. It's not, you'll learn from it. It's not just a, a bunch of HR uh, uh, managers, you know, sitting around joking around about how ridiculous their jobs are. You, they're, they're giving guidance and support and community to other people who work in management and specifically HR. And I had this like aha moment when I, when I was listening to them record because they're the people that came in town for the whole weekend and just recorded an entire season, which is amazing. And as I was sitting listening to them, I realized that HR is a really weird job to have because you're kind of on an island because a lot of people, by default of your title, don't like you. Right. Like the or, employees. Or they're afraid of or you. Or they're afraid of you. So they're like walking on eggshells around you. And I think that's a really hard, especially if you work at a smaller company and you're the only HR person, you don't have a lot of community. And the show that these women have created will com- will create a community and also – make you be a better manager and also make you feel validated in what you do. And I was also, you know, having like a yes moment because I think they said this. I think this is an episode one, which comes out tomorrow. Uh, But I was they were saying how HR people shouldn't just be like the bearers of bad news. Like if you're getting in trouble or you're getting fired or whatever, like your manager that you have a relationship with should be the one doing that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so 
true because it's so random. Like if you're if you get a call from HR, they're like, we need to have a meeting. You automatically think it's bad. And right. it's the first time you're ever meeting them. You have no relationship with them. And the person that is in charge of you may not even be there. Like it's just a whole jacked up thing. So I had like, oh my gosh, moments. Um, but I'm so proud of them. Jeff, I think you did a wonderful job coming up with the format of this show. It's so cool. And I'm just so proud of these women. And I'm really honored that they have trusted us with this new brand of theirs. This is the uh, HR Besties podcast trailer. Hi. I really hate to bug you outside of work hours, but I did send an email and also a message on Slack, but I did not get a response to either. Although I did see that you read both. Anyway, we added a meeting to your calendar and just need you to accept the invite. It's with Lee, Jamie, and Ashley. It's a recurring meeting every Wednesday called HR Besties. Thank you. My name is Jamie Jackson. I am the face behind Humorous Resources and Millennial Misery. I have 20 years experience 10 of those being in healthcare HR, uh, 10 of those also being in HR leadership. My name is Ashley Hurd. I am at Manager Method on the socials. I've been a lawyer and an HR and have lived abroad in Australia. My name is Lee Henderson, AKA HR Manifesto across the socials. I'm an HR executive with nearly 20 years working in corporate America. And I guess I'm a podcaster now. Along with Ashley Hurd and Jamie Jackson, we host the podcast, HR Besties. Lee is like the person that says the thoughts that have lived in your head, and you are like, thank God someone is actually putting a voice behind those. And she has the world's best eyelashes. Ashley literally is the queen of everything. She has so much knowledge to bring, and she just brings a great perspective. Jamie is so hilarious and so creative and does so much for so many people and has no idea how impactful she is. You should listen to HR Besties if you need an escape from your corporate life. You should listen to HR Besties if you have a job and want to keep it. I hope this podcast can change the face of HR and also build a community. You will see that there are other like-minded professionals who like to have fun and make work more enjoyable and a source of support rather than stress. By the way, we'll have donuts at the first one, so get there early. That might be that, – that I think I am most proud of all the podcast trailers I've made. I, that one's my favorite, I think. What? I'm most proud of the first uh, 10 seconds of uh, tomorrow's new episode of HR Besties. That's what I'm most proud of in my podcasting accomplishments. And you'll see why when it drops tomorrow. But go subscribe and slash follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. It's funny. It's compelling. It's um, It will make you feel less lonely. That is for sure. Uh, okay. Callie found a recipe. We're going to go way back to the first year of The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This is a very highly requested segment that I love doing particularly in the fall because something about the fall makes this segment way more dramatic than it could any other time of the year. It's a dramatic cookbook reading. And everyone knows that 
And now, if you go to a website, they all have the button at the top that says jump to recipe. Right. But if you ignore that button and you try to scroll, you'll find a 2,000-word essay on why this person's French toast is so important to them, why this marinade, this chimichurri steak evokes feelings of whimsy and travel. And we do this segment in jest because our friend Laura Lee is a chef and she told us that when you're writing a cookbook, like your publishers want you to hit a certain word count. So you're kind of sitting there trying to like make up, you know, like the story that goes along with it. And the more elaborate you get, that's one less word you have to write. So please indulge us as we give you today's dramatic cookbook reading. I have some autumn music, by the way, as you request. It feels autumn in here. In the heart of a quaint, dusty bookstore, I stumbled upon a weathered, leather-bound cookbook that promised culinary wonders from a bygone era. Its pages, yellowed and fragile, whispered secrets of flavors long forgotten. As I leafed through, my eyes fell upon a faded photograph of a tantalizing dish, chickpea curry with spinach and rice. Something inside me stirred, and I knew I had to unearth this forgotten treasure. I traversed bustling markets seeking the finest ingredients. Every detail was crucial. A pilgrimage to our local spice merchant. In our world, that's Target. (laughs) Led to a triumphant discovery of fragrant coriander seeds, fiery red chili powder, and earthy cumin. Fresh spinach, a verdant tribute to nature's bounty, awaited at the farmer's market. The magic began when I returned to my kitchen, armed with my newfound treasures. In a copper-bottomed pot, because of course this person's cooking in a copper-bottomed pot. I toasted the spices until they danced on the flames, releasing an intoxicating perfume that enveloped the room. Speaking of perfume that enveloped the room, uh, Sadie. I knew you were going to say that. 24 hours ago. I mean, I guess I should thank her because for a brief moment, I met Jesus. (laughs) I don't know what was going on in her pipes. But my Lord, I thought we were about to call a priest. (laughs) The chickpeas, soft yet firm, swam in a rich tomato sauce infused with ginger and garlic. Their tender embrace, a testament to the art of patience. With the meticulousness of an alchemist, I added handfuls of vibrant spinach, watching them wilt into velvety submission, their emerald hue now a vibrant contrast to the fiery curry. The aroma filled the air, promising a symphony of flavors. The rice, an essential canvas for this masterpiece, had been steamed to perfection, each grain standing proud ready to cradle the curry's bounty. With reverence, I spooned the chickpea curry over the rice, each dollop, dollop, a work of art. 
Now, I would like to interject here that if you don't have time to make rice like that, if you go to Trader Joe's, <laughs> they've got this this steamed rice. You put in it in the microwave for mm -hmm. three minutes. It's so good. It's better than what you can make in a rice cooker. Yeah, it's delicious. I mean, you won't get to use the word dollop when you make it, but there it is. As I took my first bite. I think you got to turn, turn the music back on. That was really setting the mood for me. Okay. As I took my first bite, time stood still. The curry danced on my palate. A harmonious blend of spices, the chickpeas tender, and the spinach, a burst of freshness. It was a revelation. A culinary epiphany that transported me to a world of flavors I had never known. That much curry, you're going to be transferred to another world. <laughs> About six hours. This chickpea curry and spinach and rice recipe, hidden for generations, had emerged as the ultimate treasure. A testament to the power of culinary exploration, an ode to the magic that can be found in the pages of an old cookbook, in the meticulous art of cooking. From that day forward, it became my signature dish. A dish that told a story of discovery, passion, and the joy of savoring life's Simplest pleasures. Liquid IV is a dollar family essential. Jeff drinks it every single day. And you know where it comes in for me? Because I do love drinking water already. It comes in for me when we're about to go on this trip, right? We're going to be air traveling. We're going to be so dehydrated. And I am going to throw some liquid IV in my purse. And then you just throw one stick in 16 ounces of water and it hydrates two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And I love this. They now have a sugar-free line of, um, of these drinks. So, well, drink powders that you put in your water. Um, and I love the lemon lime. That has been my go-to flavor forever. And now they make a sugar-free version, which I think is so delicious. That's what I'm going to be taking with me on my trip to make sure that I stay hydrated all day. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 20% off anything when you shop better hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Have you made your way over to keepsake.com, Q-E-E-P-S-A-K-E.com yet? Keepsake is the new advertiser on the upside that allows you to capture memories on a daily basis. They send you a text message every single day. You respond with a word, a sentence, or a paragraph. Depends on how much time you have when you're looking at your texts. And they compile all of those answers into an online journal. We all have the best intentions when it comes to remembering adorable, memorable, significant moments in our kids' lives. But the reality is we got a lot going on. And we take a lot of pictures and we never go back and look at every single one of those pictures, which means a few months from now, we're going to be saying, what was it that we did that we thought was so great, but ended up making Ellie cry? Well, the answer is we cheered when she correctly wrote a lowercase 
E, and we realized that we scared her. But we're not going to remember that a year from now, two years from now. We're not going to remember that at her wedding when we want to make a wedding toast. So Keepsake captures all of those memories and allows you to go back at any point, review your online journal, and also lets you print them in a book. It's a brilliant idea. Go check it out, com slash upside. Save 20% and use Keepsake to take the pressure off remembering everything. What if I told you that you did not have to think through your kids' school lunches or their snacks and that you did not have to go to the grocery store? Did I just like make something that sounds like heaven? Okay, well, I'm talking about Little Spoon lunches and snacks. Now, Ellie started eating Little Spoon food when she was just like a teeny tiny and she had their baby blends, but now they have um, lunchers and snacks. So they have lunchers that kids can assemble and it's like our old school favorites that we all used to love when we were a kid, but with new school standards, the little spoon standards. Their brand new lunchers meals are healthier and build it yourself lunches. The flavors um, and build it yourself meals that your big kid are gonna love are easy cheesy pizza, chicken dunkers, and chicken nacho dips, all made junk free with over 10 grams of protein. Everybody wins in this situation, okay? And it's delivered right to your door. It's so flexible, it's easy. Everything stores right in the fridge and the freezer. You can pick the menu and then it just shows up at your door. Make this year's chaos a little more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N dot com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 for 30% off at checkout. I saw a preview on Hulu for something that I really want to watch, but I'm afraid if I watch it, I will never sleep again. Is it like the, um, what was it that you used to go over to your friend's house? American Horror Story? Yeah, and you used to go over every Monday night or whatever night it came out, yes. watch it with her, Yes. and then go home and not sleep for a week. I was terrified, and but I couldn't stop watching it because the show is fantastic, I mean, show-wise. But it taps into some really dark, really, really dark stuff. Um, what I saw was a documentary, which, okay, documentaries, not scary, really, most of them. Um, this is on McKamey Manor, which I am sure, Jeff Dollar, that you have heard of, having been in radio forever. I have not heard of it. That is a lie, because oh. the reason I heard from it is from The Burt Show, I think. I did not pay attention to most of the stuff <laughs> That happened on the Burt Show unless I was the one who brought it up. Oh, okay. Very fitting. Uh, McCamey Manor is supposedly the scariest haunted house in the world. And it's not really a haunted oh, house. Oh, we've talked about this before. This is the one where you got to sign a waiver. You have to sign a 40-page waiver. And there's like a year-long wait list to, to, to go through it, right? And you don't have to pay for it. You bring like a donation of dog food or something like that. But the reason they're doing this documentary is because they're saying that the guy who runs it has been... I don't, I think unsuccessfully sued however many times because people who are really into horror stuff get really into it. But it says that some people have left, like there's really no limits to what they can do to you and you sign off to do it and you're a willing participant to do it. Um, but you basically get tortured and no one has lasted the full experience is 10 hours and no one has ever lasted it. 
before they bail out. They don't physically harm you. They physically harm you. People have had broken bones, their teeth extracted, their hair cut off. No, no, no. That's not a haunted house. That's a weird... That's that's a that's a that's a fetish. Thing. So that's what that's what people are saying. So the documentary is saying that the guy I, that how I would be I would sue him too if I signed up for a haunted house. I'm like, okay, let me sign this in case I wet my pants. You know, you know I'm not going to sue you for new pants. And then you pull out my tooth. Yeah, I'm like, suing you. He can literally torture you, and that's the whole thing. So the documentary is showing who pulls the tooth out. I don't know. I, I don't know if he has a cast. I don't know if it's if it's him. Like the guy is it a real is, is it a dentist? No. I think they're just they ask you what your biggest fears are. And then you go through this haunted house and they create I know, but you're saying that they pull your teeth out. I'm wondering is they that have a, before. Is that a posting on Indeed? <laughs> like, hey, seasonal work. Seasonal work, teeth for, puller for, for haunted house. Forty hours a week, might have to extract a tooth, don't have to be a dentist. Um so yeah, so disgusting. But Hulu did a documentary on this guy because Free, no pay, but we give you some dog food. Because participants, to no one's surprise, are saying, "No, this guy is like seriously disturbed." Yeah. Well, obviously, he's making you sign a forty-page waiver. But I looked at the. Um, you said you didn't want to watch it the other night, so I was like, "Okay, maybe I'll just see what the trailer looks like, and then if I want to watch it, because I think it would be interesting to see. First of all, who are these people that are signing up for this? What's the draw? And then for him, like, I just you don't make money on it, but he has to spend money on it, obviously, to get all the props and the whatever. So it's expense for him. Um, and people are saying, you know, he's this deep evil. Yeah. torture guy Could've and I'm like you. why are we surprised Could have told you that The trailer is terrifying The trailer alone almost made me run and throw up I'll bet did do you think he produced the documentary do you No think- he I know he didn't Cuz it's all people that are against him but he films the whole experience every single time yes. Someone goes through it I mean he says for legal reasons I'm sure it's like mm-hmm. you know some weird like yeah. torture thing but I can't decide if I want to watch it because it sounds so interesting. But I'm scared that I, I will it, never I'm, sleep again. The very first thing that we talked about in today's episode that I brought up about re- refilling your tanks with positivity. No, you don't want to watch it. Seriously. But I'm so interested. I think I almost want – because you're back on your Dateline, First 48, oh, yeah. Homicide. Only Dateline. What, what's the one that used to run on HLN all night? Um – Forensic Files. Forensic Files. You are you're watching all those shows now. Yeah. And for a while you weren't. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's good energy. Well, here's the I reason think, I'm I back think on you're that. You're growing a, a a a kid who has it's being implanted into their head to be a serial killer. Okay, I don't think that is is true based on the high level of knowledge I have about serial killers. The kid will not sleep unless it can hear <laughs> Keith Morrison. That might be true. Um, but the reason that I'm back into Dateline is because I found out that with our Roku subscription or whatever, Hulu? we have – No, Roku. Oh. Roku has a 24-7 Dateline channel. You haven't watched them all? I'm getting there, but, you know, some of them I forget. I'm like, was it the husband? Was it not the husband? Was it the sister? I don't know. I think we got we got to do Ted Lasso or something. Something like a palate cleanser from my Dateline obsession? Yeah, I think you just got to – I think we just need – I think we need more flowers and less tombstones. <laughs> Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is Thomas, our favorite English muffin brand, is coming out with a croissant 
bread. And I tell you, if you have never had croissant bread, right now they sell a Whole Foods fancy version of it at Whole Foods. It is so good for French toast. Um, but they're making that uh, a combo of toast and flaky croissants. And they're releasing it in the Northeast before it comes down to us. It's got 72 layers of bread. Ellie loves a croissant. And I don't know how she knows the word. I don't think I had my first croissant until I was 35. And I probably <laughs> called it a crescent. Right. You know? Oh, can I have a crescent? Uh, can you put peanut butter on that? But for some reason, she knows what a croissant is. And... On the weekends, sometimes we go get bagels, and the bakery also sells croissants, but the croissants are normally huge, literally as big as her head. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think it's the funniest thing to see her hold that thing. She, I mean, she's never finished one. Right. It lasts for four meals. Right. But it's so. But she tries, and she holds it with both hands, and you can't even see her face. Then she takes a tiny little bite out of it, and she's like, this is good. <laughs> It's so funny. Your second random thing is if you can't sleep, do not count sheep. Uh, Oxford University did a study. They tested techniques on uh, dozens of volunteer insomniacs. Um, the ones who imagined a tranquil and relaxing scene, uh, that like a waterfall or waves coming in on a beach. That's my go-to. Fell asleep quicker than anyone who was asked to think of a distraction technique, like counting sleep, counting sheep, or um, any sort of counting, or uh, what's it called? What do you think of like how to spell simple words? Yeah, things, things that's to try too to much of brain. a brain yep. power. You know what I always think of? We went to one um, beach a while ago where we op our bedroom. We op we kept the the door open all night and the sound of those waves is something I'll never forget. It's like my permanent thing and that's what I meditate to before. Was I it our honeymoon? Key West? Remember Key West? No, it was not Key West. It was, I think it was like, some, it was fancy. It was like one of our St. Bart's. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember um, the, we, we did a um, trip to Key West right after we got married and the way the hotel was shaped we would open the window and it was almost like the waves were amplified. It was because it was amazing. bouncing off the side of the hotel, but we were also facing the water. It was so loud and I miss it. Yeah, it was amazing. You can do that by the way on the um the hatch too. Oh, the wave sound? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you can do meditations and stuff like that. And your third random thing for today is a survey of 8,000 small business employees finds they write an average of 112 emails a week. That would be more than five and a half minutes on each one. So about 10, almost 11 hours a week just writing emails. And um, it says because it's small business, most people, most of those aren't even responded to. I have thought about putting an autoresponder on my email that says that I only check email at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. And if there's something... Like text me urgent, if it's not yeah. urgent during the day. Um, please send an email and then putting a filter on, like put urgent in the subject line. Yeah. If your matter is requires urgent attention, resend it with the word urgent in the subject line, and it will come directly to my phone. Mm -hmm. Because most emails aren't right. Yeah. Most emails are informative, but you feel compelled to respond immediately. And those are your three random things. You are strong. You are brave, you're kind, and you always belong here.